Hello, everyone. The Teach Better 2022 conference is less than a month away, and I hope that you are registered to attend. I will be there as an attendee, but I will also be there presenting a workshop and recording live podcast episodes from the conference. I really hope to see you there. Right now, if you use the code JOINME2022, that's JOINME2022, you can save $25 on your two-day registration. So head over to the Teach Better website to get registered today. Listeners, this is Elijah Carbajal. I am the host of this podcast that you're listening to, which is Shut Up and Teach, in case you didn't know. But I'm sure if you're listening, you already knew that. I am very uh, fortunate today to be sitting down in person with a, you know, to interview a teacher here. She is a fourth grade teacher from the school that I work at here, uh, Kirtland Elementary School. Uh, So this is a really uh, exciting and special podcast for me to make. Um, so I'm going to introduce my next guest to you. I'm speaking with Bailey Keller. Yes. Okay. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Good, good. Things going okay? All good in fourth grade land? Yeah, we're, we're rocking and rolling, but I mean, this year has been a little bit of a struggle bus, you yeah. know, I started as a combo teacher. That's right. Yeah. I started as a three, four combo and, um, the numbers got too big, so we ended up hiring a third grade teacher. So I lost my little babies. Um, We're very fortunate to have Miss Sarah with us, but yes. yeah, I, I understand that when you lose a kid, Ugh. like I've done that when they have to leave, and you're like, Ugh. yes, yeah. So now I'm just fourth grade, so trying to get back at it with the fourth grade curriculum and just yeah, rocking and rolling, dealing with behaviors, but. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> Even my own. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, Bailey, you've told us a little bit about what you do. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share a little bit about your new teaching experience, who you are, just anything that you feel comfortable sharing with our listeners? Yeah, for sure. Um, so like Elijah said, I am a fourth grade teacher. Um, this is also my fifth year teaching. Um, I've actually been at Kirtland my entire entire teaching career. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I was fresh out of college and, um, I actually went to college in Michigan. Um, that's where I'm from. Um, and then when I was interviewing for teaching jobs for here in New Mexico, it was all via, you know, zoom or Google meet. Mm -hmm. Um, and this was pre pandemic. So it was just because I was in Michigan and they were here. Um, but yeah, I moved here and started my teaching career here at Kirtland and I've been here ever since. And um, yeah, it's been awesome. Awesome. Great. You enjoying it so far? 
Yeah, we haven't scared you away yet, right? Oh, as a teacher, I literally tell my family all the time, even though like some days are hard, um, I truly have the best job in the world. And like, I tell my students that as well, but like the fact that I have like, you know, 16 cheerleaders for me every single day is like the biggest confidence booster. It's just incredible. Like I could come to work, like absolutely looking a mess and they'd be like, Miss Keller, you are so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) They're just the sweetest, you know, or like, um, you know, I really try to like instill like in my kids that like making mistakes are okay. And like adults make mistakes too. And so, um, a lot of the times you'll hear my kid, like I'll make a mistake or like, I'm like trying to teach this lesson. And I'm like, what the heck, what, what was I doing? Where was I going? And they'd be like, Miss Keller, it's okay. Adults make mistakes too. And so that's like really sweet because I just, they're my biggest cheerleaders. And, and that's my favorite part. I really do. I have the best job in the world. Good. Good. I might be a little biased, but I think we have the best job in the world too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, um, could you share with our listeners some of the great things that are happening here at Kirtland? Could be anything that you think is anything yeah. great at our school. There's a lot, but yeah, great. there are honestly. Um, our school has like completely transformed in the last couple of years in like a lot of really great ways. Um, I think the number one thing that I think draws people to our school and like one of my favorite things about teaching here um is our genius hour program okay um so for anybody that doesn't know what genius hour is um so we elijah and i are at school until four o'clock every single day and we get here at 7 30 yeah so it's a long day it's a very long day um So like in the mornings we have like prep time or meetings. Um, and then our typical school day is eight 30 to, uh, three, uh, just like, I guess, you know, normal schools. Um, and then the last hour is what we call genius hour. Um, and it's clubs that are built into the school day. Um, and so Elijah has talked about, you know, the population of kids that we work with um, before, but a lot of our kids don't have access to some of the things that they get to experience through Genius Hour, um, outside of Genius Hour. Um, So like we do like some amazing things, like obviously like Elijah has his podcasting club that he's led before that has, you know, just kind of opened kids' minds into podcasting and recording your voice and sharing it for the world. Um, but we've had some amazing things. Um, you know, I was like kind of uncomfortable with the fact of like leading a club because when they first like introduced this to us, they were like, do something that you enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. Like do something that, that you want to do that. It's not going to feel like extra prep. Um, and so I was like trying, it was like the hardest thing for me to like, think about oh, well, what do you enjoy doing? Because I feel like a lot of the times, like as an educator, you get like wrapped up into like, oh, I'm an educator. Like, that's what I am. That's what I do. And so like me personally, like a lot of the time as a teacher, like that's who I define myself as. Um, And so I kind of had to like step outside of that and think of like, who am I as a person? And like, what do I enjoy doing outside of like anything school related? Um, And so one of the first clubs that I led um, was about board games because I absolutely love playing board games. Um, My husband and I, we like playing board games with like our friends and family. 
Um, and so I didn't want to just have a club where kids just sat around and played board games that we already had, because I, you know, I do that for like rewards within my classroom already. Um, and so the kids got to design their own board game. Um, and they like designed it, like the entire, um, the, the board game itself, what it looked like, how to play, um, the little pawns that they would have to move around the board game. It was just, it was really awesome. And kids had a lot of fun with that. Um, and then like, as we keep, so we have genius hour for six weeks. So like every six weeks, I'm like trying to come up with something new and different. Um, and so I've really like explored different areas of my life that I've enjoyed. Um, so last year I led a step aerobics club for kids. <laughs> I think I remember that one. I yeah. Remember that. yeah. So, um, that cool. so, so kids like signed up for it. And like, of course we have like the descriptions, um, of like what the club is. Um, and, and, uh, some kids signed up and they had never done step aerobics before, never heard of it. Um, and so that was really fun because, you know, you're introducing kids to something that they've never experienced wow. before, never heard before. Um, and the reason I chose that is because my mom, uh, growing up, she was a fitness instructor. And so like, I would attend the classes with her and like, I would always see her like prepping for her class and like doing these like eight count steps, like in the kitchen and like prepping for it. Um, so that was like always an interest for me as well. Um, and then last year at the end of last year, I also did an architecture club, um, which was honestly frightening. And I had to ask you a couple times to like support with, um, using the, the craft knife, mm-hmm. which is like extremely dangerous for children to yeah. be using. So it had to be like one-on-one support with the kids. Um, but they were using like architecture tools and like designing their own, like miniature houses. Like it was amazing. Um, and so that was really fun. Um, currently I'm teaching a weaving class. Um, and I've never done that before ever. So I was like, Oh, this would be awesome. Like, let's figure it out, you know, together. Um, and so today the kids and I were like unpackaging their looms and like reading the instructions. And what's really cool is like the first page on the instructions, it was like talking about how like people have been weaving for thousands of years and like how it's evolved and like Mm -hmm. it's first, like, you know, uses and like what people use it for today. And so I'm interested in like digging into like the cultural aspect of it as well. Um, for the kids, especially with like, you know, such a high native American population, um, in the Southwest, um, like Navajo blankets are very important. Mm -hmm. Um, and so just kind of like tying that in and like trying to like allow the kids to do a little bit of research around that would be really cool too. Yeah. So, so you give a lot of kids, a lot of, um, exposure to students, the things that they haven't had or may not experience outside of school, Yeah. but it's also like challenging yourself. Yeah. Cause it's for sure. like something you haven't done. Yeah. Has that, has that, have you found that to be the case for most of, I mean, you talked about like step aerobics, you right. know how to do that, but have there been other clubs where you're like, I'm maybe a little in over myself. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So the last club I did was a sewing club and the kids were doing like these, um, llamas and it was like, like stuffed llamas. Like they were making their own stuffed animal. And, um, it was, 
hard because like as a teacher and like, or as just like an adult, like, you know, all of these things, but you don't know like how you first learned. So it's Mm -hmm. like unlearning and like thinking of like, what is the best way to like teach a kid how to tie a knot or like how to do this stitch Mm -hmm. or, or how to, um, knot it and then have enough, um, string left over so that it doesn't like go through the next hole. So it's just like, it's a lot of like, unlearning to like, think about what is the easiest way that I can teach this for kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that was also the case last year when I taught a microscope class. Um, I remember when I was in AP biology in high school, shout out to Miss Adams, if you're listening, um, we looked at pond water under a microscope and it was Mm -hmm. like, literally like one of those like core memories for me. Um, because it was just so cool to see like the amoebas, like moving Mm -hmm. around and Mm -hmm. it was just so cool. So like taking that experience and like, hopefully like having that with the kids was super Mm -hmm. important for me. Um, and so during like micro science club, it was a lot of that, like, I think I'm in over my head because like some of the equipment we had was like very old and hadn't been used in a while. So like literally this, the first club we had was like cleaning the equipment. And like, so I had to do a lot of research, um, because I hadn't done that in a while of like, do you have to have a wet mount on the microscope slide or is it a dry mount or like stuff like that? So I just, you know, I'm learning with the kids as well. So I think that's a fun part about it. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you're getting those experiences and that your kids are. I'm glad it's stretching kind of everyone's brain here. Uh, you know, we are a transformational school, right? right. And we're looking to transform behavior and school, you yes. know, academics and all that. So I'm glad it's working with that. Speaking of transformational schools, right? Part of that is um, part of transformation require is like professional development. What yeah. kind of PD are we getting to right. better ourselves? So Um, My question to you is, you know, with a busy schedule, right, we're 7.30 to 4 every day, you know, that doesn't leave a lot of time first thing in the morning or at the end of the day because of, you know, end of the day stuff, making dinner, taking, you know, being with your loved ones and all that. So how do you, how do you go about getting your own professional development if it's not like provided for you? Right. Um, So I have to be honest, I, I wish I was a reader I wish I read for fun. I've tried over and over my entire life. Um, but I don't tell my students that because I don't want them to, Oh, Miss Keller, you don't read for fun. So I'm not going to read for fun. Um, it's something I am still trying. I'm still Mm -hmm. working on it. I, I got my library card, you know, I, I checked out some books. I, for me, like mentally, I cannot like detach enough from like my current like life Mm -hmm. or like teaching enough to like be able to enjoy something else because I'm like constantly like oh what should I be doing what should I be doing um and so I can really only read on vacation Mm. or um when I'm camping with my husband like um our last weekend of our summer we went camping I read you know almost an entire book um, in two days. So I, it's not through reading. Okay. I don't, my PD is not through reading. I'm also not, that's not how I learn best. Um, 
So um, I go to TikTok actually. Nice. Okay. Um, so I am obsessed with TikTok. I do not make any videos. So nobody try and find me. I don't <laughs> make anything. Um, I just watch and I scroll and like a lot of my feed. So like, just like on Facebook, like there's an algorithm, right. And they like, like send specific videos that are like geared towards you. Um, and so it's funny because like, then like, TikTok knows like kind of who I am as a person. So I'm getting like videos on dogs and I'm getting videos on teaching and like funny videos. Um, but I get some of the most amazing ideas from TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, just like educators, like wanting to share like what they do and what works well. Um, some of my favorite things that I find on TikTok are like new behavior management strategies. Um, like, I just feel like our kids just like constantly like need something fresh and something new to kind of like motivate them or, um, and so I get a lot of those ideas from TikTok. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. And that's, that's great to know. I, you know, I get a lot of my PD from like Twitter. Um, I interact a lot on Facebook with, within particular groups, Facebook is still kind of used for personal reasons. Um, but I still interact in that way. But one of the big things that I've been learning is like, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? <laughs> so not literally. <laughs> <Dear Lord. laughs> but there's more than one way to get what you need, right? That's a bad visual, Elijah. <laughs> it's what I used to tell my fourth graders and they loved it. They were just like, oh yeah, that's right. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Oh okay, my gosh. I'll think about another way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you bring up a good point in that like, you mentioned it's not books, right? And for, for uh, yeah. some people, it is books. I'm, I'm kind of like that once I get, if I can get on a roll for reading books, like I'll, right. I'll plow through a couple books and, you know, a couple weeks or something like something like that. But if I don't have that time, I'm going to something else. And that for me is Twitter for you. It's TikTok. Right. Right. I think it's just great to see a variety of ways that teachers can actually go about getting PD yeah. that is cost effective. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, considerate of your time, you know, and all that. I mean, you could spend hours scrolling through TikTok right. or whatever. Well, and it's information fast. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I don't have to sit and read and process and like, um, because for me, like reading, like takes a lot of mental, <laughs> mental capacity. Yeah. Um, and so like when I'm scrolling and if I'm on like teacher TikTok, then, you know, I'm getting a lot of ideas fast. And if it's like something that like starts and I like, don't like it. And I'm like, eh, that won't work with my kids. I can move on and like find another, you know, bit of information, like mm-hmm. super quick. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. All right. Uh, Bailey, we're going to wrap up here. I have one more question. Three-part question here. You got it. Final question of the show. Um, what are you reading? What are you listening to? And, or what are you watching? Uh, you can answer that however you want. Does okay. not have to be educational. <laughs> um, so when my husband and I went camping, um, I was reading Tin Man. And I don't even know who the author is right now. I need to look her up and give her credit. Um, that's horrible of me. Um, but Tin Man is what I was reading. Um, I currently am listening to, so my husband and I are similar in the fact that we'll get stuck on like an artist or an album and just mm-hmm. kind of like, put you it know, on loop. Yep, put it on loop until we get sick of it. Nice. Until we're like, oh wait, I haven't been listening to this in a while. Um, and so Imagine Dragons, totally up there. Um, we went to their concert recently in Albuquerque and it was incredible. Um, 
Mariana's Trench has been on my constant loop since about 2013. Um, and Casey Musgraves. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Um, and so I think those are like my top three artists right now that yes. I'm listening to. Um, as far as watching, I haven't like had a ton of time to like, like watch a new show. Um, but I always have like the office on in oh, the background. Good choice. Um, I am a sucker for like really stupid reality TV and like reality in air quotes. Right. Yeah. So like 90 day fiance or okay. like married at first sight. Like I'm embarrassed to admit it. <laughs> I am, but Don't it's be. like, Don't Oh, be. it's so good. Don't be. Cause we got to find what, you know, that's, that's part of like what, I don't know. Some people, it calms them down. It's oh, the drama. So the it's drama rich. Is like it's yeah. They get excited about the drama. <laughs> For some people, it's like oh, thank God, my life isn't like that. Oh, amen. <laughs> amen. Yes. But no, I I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's great. I I love it. So, uh, Bailey, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, taking some time out of your already busy day. Yeah. Um. So, listeners, that is we're gonna wrap up with that. Uh. Thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I hope that you'll check out previous episodes and I hope that you'll share this with a friend or a colleague.